0: Grandpa Jim, motivation, Central Station. Oh, do I have a program for you? Uh, coming to you. It's nighttime in my area. Usually, I record in the morning, but I really had to get out here tonight and put this together. But good morning, good afternoon, wherever you find yourself on the globe. But this is a fantastic program. I have lined up. I just uh, this afternoon thought I would go back and watch the Prince. Andrew interview, and it was bad the first time around. It was comical watching it the second time around. I'm a certified counselor uh, in the state of Wisconsin, and a big part of our training is in something called active listening. And what's in the middle of active listening is watching body language, really listening to the words. Um, Watching that a second time around, it was laughable. And if you think you're going to see Prince Andrew anytime soon, uh, I'm sure he is going to be disappeared for a long time. And when he speaks, there's going to be other people speaking for him because they're not going to want to put him anywhere around uh, anybody that has some power that could take him down. And first of all, I don't really think a guy like him is going to be taken down. They're just going to brush it aside. But my prediction when Prince Harry and uh, Miss Markle uh, jumped out of the spotlight was because Uh, they knew this storm was coming. That's what that all was about. And they were so smart because their brand, their brand would have been damaged so immensely. It was such an awesome strategic move by those two. And so I want to get into Prince Andrew a little bit. And I don't really classify him as a sex addict. Um, I do classify him as somebody that Is very needy Somebody that needs relationships He, not just in this situation um, Not just, you know If you look back at his career He's notorious for uh, being around people That have shady pasts Like, I call it a vibe meter Like, you know Sometimes you're around people And the hair starts standing up On the back of your neck, or you have that you're in a situation and you just know, like, something's telling you on the inside hey, uh, dude or ma'am, you better leave right now. And that, you know, that inner voice. And I really think that he does not have that. Like, he is just a bumbling um, idiot, for lack of better words. And um, so, what his problem is, is that he was hanging around with, you know, Maxwell and Epstein. And I think he fell into, this is real easy, uh, to have this crazy access. He already had an appetite for partying and, and, uh, chasing ladies. And, and so, uh, I don't think he actively pursued it. I think if he did, uh, you would have heard young ladies in the UK come forward, and I just am not seeing that happen. So I I think in in his defense that most likely it was on these occasions he would get uh, together with Epstein. And so... The other thing that really struck me re-watching that interview today that the BBC did with him was how he kept distancing himself from Ghislaine Maxwell so every time he kept referring to her as Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend. Jeffrey Epstein's girlfriend. Well, he knew her before he ever knew Epstein, so why would he distance himself? And to my surprise, I get online tonight and all of a sudden I see the New York Post is posting that supposedly that Ghislaine has some videos with him, that she was notorious also for videotaping a lot of these encounters with people. And so um I think he was aware of that and that's why he kept he wasn't afraid of Epstein in the in that interview he kept saying like they 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 were saying oh like uh you don't want to be friends with him anymore or you don't want to uh you know He wasn't disassociating himself as much from Jeffrey Epstein as he was Ghislaine Maxwell. So I think there is something to, um, it. you know, it is not a great source to take the information from the New York Post, but there's something there, and there's a reason why he's distancing himself from Ghislaine. And so... um, Stay tuned and watch more of that. Now I want to get back to um, the sex addiction, uh, love addict stuff, because there were a lot of people that hit subscribe yesterday. There were a lot of people uh, that were trying to reach me and find out more about sex addiction. So I thought I would talk a little bit more on that. Is it curable that wouldn't be the proper word is it fixable it's somewhat fixable the proper word I would say is it manageable and it definitely is if you think you're having a problem with pornography if your head just constantly is thinking about sex then it's time to seek some professional help and the best way is there's uh sex counselors across this country, in the United States, I'm in the United States. And so I would definitely point you in that direction. Um, so I, I just wanted to do a little PSA on that. And because there was such an outreaching, and it's such a huge problem, it really is. If you're a person suffering with that you're not alone by any stretch of the imagination. Again, there's some other resources too. There's Sex Addicts Anonymous. There's Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. There's Sexaholics Anonymous. So there's definitely, uh, you're not alone. If there's words to describe uh, what your behavior is, then somebody else has gone through it. So don't think you're alone. But I wanna get on back to Ghislaine Maxwell. and. You know, yesterday I said she definitely has some sex addict tendencies and I wanna, I reassessed, I went back and I looked at some more information about her and I really would put her in the love addicts group as well. Now can you be a sex addict and love addict, sure, you can be an alcoholic. With a marijuana addiction, with a gambling addiction. So, yeah, we can have these things layered on top. And How would you know if you're a love addict? Well, love addicts tend to just, you know, it's a fantasy. They're living in a fantasy. Well, if I just had this person, then everything would be great. And usually people with uh, sex addiction or love addiction, they were... Uh, traumatized or neglected as children. And so she definitely, anybody, uh, when I went to high school, I went to a high school where there were a lot of blue collar kids, parents worked in factories, and the other half of the school, their parents were white collar doctors, lawyers. And the kids that were in the white collar families. They always had the best parties because their parents were never home. They, their parents had n- no idea where their children were. They just provided them with money and access. And and I see this in Ghislaine's life too, is that they shipped her off to schools. Yeah, she had the best material thing, but at the end of the day, she's a human being and wants love and attention and she definitely wasn't getting that. And what's really odd is you would think that most people would not gravitate towards like somebody like her father, like, uh, but research shows that that's exactly who they try to find, right? You would think they'd try to find somebody that's totally attentive to them, that would, you know, cater to their every need, but no, they, they get caught up in this fantasy that they could fix. Like, I really think she thought she had the hots for Jeffrey Epstein, and she thought she could fix the guy, and him and his sex addiction, I think he just kept her around, because he's like, oh my god, this would, well, she can just feed my addiction like no other person. It's like a heroin addict and being around the guy that has the big supply that comes into the country. And that's why I think he kept leading her on and keeping her around was for that access as well. So I want to talk today about you and how are you doing and today I want to talk from that wellness wheel. If you're not sure what a wellness wheel is, you can just Google it, Google images, and it will bring up wellness wheels. And I work off of the one that has eight dimensions. I actually wrote a book, too, uh, called What Color Is Your Brain Scan? The Answer Is In Your Head and Habits. And that's the other thing that you'll see. You can learn it from my book that people can just see an image of something and it will you know you're 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 not even aware that your brain is turned on uh, they can show somebody just if their drug of choice is crack they can show them a crack pipe and it will turn their brain on so we've all seen the show weird addictions uh whatever that's called and you would think like hey these crazy things like this woman that I saw an episode where her thing was like eating rolls of toilet paper. Like, and you would think, you know, how can this be? But but that's how the brain works. So, you know, she'd see a roll of toilet paper and our our thing is to put it away on the shelf. And her thing was, uh, I think I'm going to go eat some of this stuff. So uh, these things can manifest whatever the mind can conceive. Uh, when you work in mental health, uh, you will come across some interesting stuff. Let's just, let's just say it at that because I'm not picking on anybody that, you know, that's their addiction. And she probably has a miserable, had a miserable life. Hopefully she got help and she's not doing those behaviors anymore. Just like, you know, I wish for everybody that tunes into this channel that you can get your bad habit under control And turn it into a good habit, because that's all we're doing is taking one habit to another. So uh, I hope you're improving your social circle. Being here in the United States, the country that the the world looks up to, uh, we are on fire with coronavirus. Um, Our leaders in charge here have done a horrible job of enforcing enforcing restrictions to keep people safe from the COVID virus. And also, too, I do believe that on Facebook, uh, I still believe the Russians are interfering with us and they're trying to divide the country into two. And they put out information on if you, you're a good Republican, you shouldn't wear a mask. And they put, they're putting out uh, disseminating uh, information that if you're a good dem, Good Democrat, wear your mask. Uh, There's an excellent film about data. It's about Cambridge, uh, the analytics, the people that helped put Trump in office. Excellent film, I think it's on Prime, Amazon Prime or Netflix, check that out. Um, I also have a film on Amazon. It's called Laugh Addict, Toxic Drug or Best Medicine. Uh, It's very funny. It's about stand-up comedy and it's uh, also about helping veterans with PTSD and it's really sad. Uh, A woman once was at a premiere with me and came up afterwards and, you know, she said that film was really funny and it was really sad. Then it was heartwarming and then it was inspiring. And so I... I thought that captured the mood of the film. People that are in recovery that do have addictions really tend to really love it uh, because it's talking the addict's language. So I hope uh, things are well for you today. I just wanted to update you on the Prince Andrew thing. Yes, there's no doubt he's been involved with this right. I believe there's no doubt you're going to see him. He's going to have people talk for him because he did such a bumbling job with the BBC. And Ghislaine Maxwell, somehow, if she does have some dirt on some of these people, she may be able to cut a deal that way. So other than that, I hope you're all well tonight. And I'm going to have some more goal-setting podcast coming up really soon. So, hey, uh, it's still storming here. Uh, The thunder is still uh, being loud, and I'm sure Prince Andrew is feeling the same type of storm all around him right now. And I'm sure the royal family wishes they could do anything to cut ties from this worldwide situation so have a wonderful evening Uh, try to go out there and help somebody and uh, remember if you don't have anything to give you can always give a smile have a wonderful day wonderful evening wherever you are in the world have a great one grandpa jim motivation central station